Hello and welcome to Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the root. Money Mindset. I think that sounds all right. This is season three of the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Check out season one and also check out season two. In this season, we are interviewing influencers with money and finance. Today, we're joined by Will Rainey, Blue Tree Money Blog. And we're going to talk, to, talk today about how we can help improve money for children and how we can help them improve their financial well-being and improve their understanding with money. So Will is training parents to become financial superpowers, teaching kids about starting on their journey to a brighter future. So Will, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure, thank you, Neil. Yeah, no, so you're living the life, so you're in Vietnam, um, that's where you're living at home. So I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss and the four hour work week, and he always talks about kind of living the, the dream, um, living somewhere else other than rainy England. So yeah, wow, living in Vietnam, how, how is that? And, and well, first of all, tell us about Blue Tree blog, money blog, and yeah, tell us about yourself. Yeah, well, thank you very much. So my background is that uh, I'm an actuary. So I used to uh, calculate uh, liabilities and cash flows for insurance companies and pension schemes. And yeah. then I moved into uh, doing investments for those particular companies to help them set their long-term investment strategies. So I was very much working in a very corporate uh, field, but to do with yeah. investments. Uh, dealing with, uh, say, insurance companies, retirement schemes, uh, governments, and, and central banks. Yeah. Um, and it was, so I did that in the UK for for many many years. Then I moved to to Hong Kong about six years ago now. Yeah. Uh, still working with very large corporates, but then I wanted to do something a bit different. So as you mentioned, the the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss to say, okay, I don't need to be in the corporate life uh, the whole time. What am I using my money for? So at that point in time, my wife and I decided that we're going to start saving up so that we can have a life where we can live somewhere else uh, in a relatively low cost place and yeah. have a bit more freedom from the, the uh, general corporate world. So we kind of set out a plan to, to move to, to Vietnam uh, well, so a year ago, yeah. but make sure we sort of saved up our money so we can live in a kind of low cost way and live off our, our savings and the, the income that, that they generate. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, so we yeah. moved here a year ago. Uh, we don't plan to stay here very long term, but we're enjoying the, the experience of being having more time with our kids um, and more freedom and just living in a, in a wonderful place with a different different culture. Yeah. But whilst I'm here and not in the corporate world, I wanted to make use of that time and hence I wanted to start Blue Tree. Uh, so Blue Tree is on a kind of mission to help parents teach their kids about money, as you mentioned in your introduction. And it's a topic that I'm very passionate about, A, because I have my own children now, so two yeah. young daughters, and I want them to grow up learning good money habits um, so they can have the kind of experiences that my wife and I are also having at the moment. So being able to have that freedom and the, the choices yeah. that we get to make because we've been saving and, and using our money well and making money work for us. Um, and it gives also I want to be able to help parents because rather than talking to children directly because I want to help empower parents to learn about money themselves yeah. so they can teach their kids about money but also learning about money is a very kind of 
active in activity. It's not so much about just going to a classroom or just read one single book. You have yeah. to start forming habits. And for kids to do that, they need their parents to be involved. And hence why I wanted to, to really empower parents to, to learn the basics of money so they can then have and help introduce those uh, habits to their children. And blue so why is it such a problem? Brain. Why are we in Britain so bad at saving or so bad at investing? What's, what's caused this? Um, so in my view, it's just a general lack of education uh, yeah. on the topic. So we have people who are very smart at all the academic topics, but we yeah. never talked about money at school, about budgeting. We're not talked about saving and interest rates and investing um, Without any kind of guidance, we form spending habits. Yeah. We naturally, as humans, we, we see money. We'll, as kids growing up, you'll see money. You'll see your parents spending money. Yeah. You know that if you want something, you have to have the money and you spend it. So spending is just something that you naturally uh, learn without money. Yeah. And without any kind of guidance, that's potentially the only piece that you learn about money. So about yeah. saving is something you have to actually someone has to teach you that yeah um, and that's the bit that we we fall down on generally it's not just the uk it's most other countries yeah as well it's just having where where do you learn about that exactly about saving. I think... and, and it's not in school and therefore it comes down to parents and most parents were never taught that themselves so yeah it's a bit of a spiral yeah we learn so much from our parents especially about money how are we kind of even the feelings we get it's not necessarily about the what money can do it's the feelings and kind of the emotion that money can cause as well so my i mentioned before i've was lucky enough to yeah my parents would taught me money habits they're both from scotland and glasgow and they kind of i guess I'm, I'm when i teach people about money it kind of it gives me a chance to reflect and say actually what are my habits and what are my thoughts and understanding about money i wrote my book millennial money mindset and that kind of yeah it, it kind of puts a microscope exactly like what am I like with money I'm I'm almost the opposite I I'm a, like I realized um about a week ago, I think I'm a hoarder <laughs> I the, like difference between spending and like hoarding like it's it's not necessarily good or bad I think that's caused a problem for, like what are my own issues with money I really even like starting a business like I'm reluctant to reluctant to even invest in like adverts or kind of my business is doing quite well at the moment and I want to take on staff and I'm almost like actually do I want to it's almost that fear for me to invest you know for invest we all no matter our experience we all kind of have these kind of hang-ups about money and we always yeah everyone no one everyone has to continue to learn even if you think stuff about investing but yeah everyone has these kind of hang-ups and things about investing but um yeah so what what kind of kind of lessons would you learn about money so what we're going to talk today about kind of the five tips you would recommend kids start yeah. investing what are your thoughts yeah so i think for parents the five tips one would be just to give your kids some pocket money um yeah. to help kids learn and it doesn't it really doesn't matter about the amount of pocket money they yeah. give given it's just about having the opportunity to have money and make decisions about money from an early age. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think that's just such a Chris. I, I believe that pocket money is the most underrated financial educational tool there is. Yeah. Um, because the kids can just learn so much at that, that young age. Even yeah. it's just to make that decision about I've got some money. What decision am I going to make? Am I just going to go and spend it all? Am I going to save up for something later? Um, am I going to use it for myself or am I going to use it yeah. for someone else? And there's just all those little habits that they can they can start forming. And research shows that uh, habits can be formed by the by the age of seven. Yeah. So we always think about money. I'll wait until they're older and got jobs, etc. But actually, using pocket money from an early age can uh, really really help kids uh, form good habits with their parents help yeah uh, so I that's think definitely it's, my, my top tip for uh, for parents uh, number one yeah. I think it's a tangible pound coin in your in your hand where you can actually feel it and touch it and kind of um, the weight of that in your in your hand rather than today we're kind of because we're so used to seeing money on a screen it's almost not real but with credit cards I kind of have this my kind of bugbearers with credit cards and it almost seems unreal it's like almost like a, a computer game where you go and just spend money and it doesn't seem real whereas if you've got actual pocket money is a good example where you've actually got money in your pocket and you've got the note your, you know the 10 pound note in your pocket actually it feels much more real and much more tangible and that you can actually picture that kind of visual thing of money where rather than just a line on a screen yeah no i agree this cashless society that we're moving into is going to make it hard for that so just talking to parents and why don't you give pocket money? And it's like, well, I don't have any cash. I don't have any money around. Yeah. because I don't need it. Um, so they might have it one week, but not the next. Um, yeah. So I do encourage parents to uh, have some coins around the house, just store them up for pocket money. And then if the kids do want to go and buy something, maybe get the coins off the kids and <laughs> buy it yeah. for them. But just let the kids do the sort of transaction either with yourself or with the shop. But yeah. try and earmark any coins just for pocket money so over time you kind of collect them up just for that single purpose rather than rather than spending um because yeah i believe that tangible piece is so important yeah um, but i do believe that over time we're just not going to have that opportunity but still just giving kids even if it's digital to say look you've got five pounds or two pounds whatever it is um you've got to make a decision what you're going to do with that money. Um, are you just going to spend it all or are you going to save some? Yeah. It's, it's just super powerful to, to help them form those habits. So yeah, interesting. So what would be tip two? So tip two would be to one of the, the key habits that, um, is to help try and kids form uh, the habit of saving 10% of all the money that they receive yeah just from a very very young it just only has to be 10 percent yeah um and it's just for every time they get a bit of money from either pocket money or uh through the birthdays or any any forms just from a very very early age just get them to save just 10 percent of that even if it's a very very small amount just in yeah. that habit of it's only 10 percent it's so if you've given them two pounds pocket money that's only sort of 20p they have to put aside so it shouldn't make any difference to their ability to go and spend and buy whatever they want but if they can just get into that habit of just a small amount to be saved for the long term it's just so powerful and i always look back and say imagine if i saved 10 percent of all the money i'd earned <laughs> i'd be in a much different financial position than i am uh, yeah. today um, i know it's just I started later but it's just a, such a powerful uh, uh, habit to get into and hopefully as they get older they'll always just be like oh it's just what i do <laughs> i just always save 10 percent 
of all the money I have for the long term. Yeah, I think you're right. Saving 10%, it doesn't, it doesn't sound a lot, but yeah, incremental changes over time can build up massively. There's, yeah, having good habits. So anything like if you, you know, eat, like eating food, if you just do simple things every day, can build up over time. And yeah, that's starting off at an early age can be really important. There's, um, yeah, there's a good book called, I think it is a habit. I, I've mentioned it in the podcast before. I put it in the show notes, but yeah, it was, a, I read, it was, just, it was a book on habits. I was like, how much more can I learn about habits? But it was, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty mind blowing. It was, I think they used the example of the British cycling team where they make tiny, tiny changes to the, to their bikes and to their diet and to their even down to the clothes they wear and it kind of that compound growth over time was was massive so if you're starting off at a young age it can be can be huge i also read another study it was in in a state i think the average person over a lifetime makes about 2.7 million pound a million dollars which because if because they're working 50 years or something over their working life then you don't realize how much you do make and you have that choice what to do with that money. If you're saving 10%, then yeah, obviously that's going to be massive by the end of 10, 20, 30 years time. That's super interesting. So what would be tip number three? Here's a quick message from our sponsors, the book, Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. What is a price of education? University fees now cost £9,000. Navigating the minefield of investing, avoiding costly errors, may cost you thousands of pounds a times report revealed the cost of financial advice would cost you hundreds of thousands of pounds over 20 years just to top up a lifetime allowance on your pension millennial money mindset if you want the fruits you need the roots empowers you to make your own investing decisions it aims to put money into your pocket time back into your day and remove stress from your life all for under £10. Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots, is now available on Amazon in print, Kindle or Audible versions. It was shortlisted by the Financial Times in 2018 and it aims to be the best investment you make this decade. Get your copy today. So what would be tip number three? Yes, tip number three would be to help children uh, save up for something in the future. So that 10% that I just mentioned would be for the long term, and I'll come back onto that in a minute. But the, another piece is to get them to save just a little bit. Again, it doesn't matter how much, just to save up for a toy or a magazine or a, a trip to the zoo, um, but something that's going to happen in the future or sort of toy they'll get in the future, just to help yeah. them starting to, to delay their gratification yeah. and see the power of just building up for something for a little while and not having everything straight away uh, yeah. is a super important lesson for kids today probably more so today than even our generation growing up because we live in this digital world where we can get so much instant gratification um just by we can wake up in the morning and, and touch a few things on our phone we've spent <laughs> sort of 20 pounds even before we've sort of got out of bed um, yeah. so easily and that's going to be more and more as social media has so much social pressure but there's also that more advertising that's being more directed uh, at us and tailored towards us the, the temptation to, to, to buy is going to be higher and higher and higher 
said to be able to teach our kids to say, right, you don't have to have that today. If you still want that in the future, then fine, you really do want that. Uh, but teaching our kids the delayed gratification has just got so many benefits. Um, and again, helping our children make that choice to say, do I want something now or do I want something in the future? Again, using pocket money and, and just saving a little bit um, every time is going to be very powerful and a good habit for them to, to form. Yeah, no, delayed gratification is super important. We're almost, a, we've talked before about in this podcast about we're a microwave generation. We kind of want everything now. We expect it to kind of be instant. Whereas in my book, Millennial Money Mindset, the, the subject line is if you want the fruits, you need the roots. So essentially about having that, that patience, that courage, and that belief that in the end, it's more about growing a tree, an apple tree, rather than actually getting it instantly. I, I think all lots of different trading apps that you get people I'm not going to mention here but um online but there's so many that have come out recently that people are buying and selling instantly on their phones and it can't end well i don't think people understand that yeah these app companies are making a fortune because you're the more you buy and sell the more what you call the bid offer spread i used to be i used to trade yeah. gas commodities commodities and you, every time you buy and sell, you, they, it's what you pay a, like a price. The bid offer spread is what they call it. It's the, 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 different, the difference between yeah. the buy and the sell price. And you pay more taxes if you don't put it into a tax wrapper. And there's also more likely that you're going to time it wrong and get it get kind of caught out. So, yeah, it, it leads on to investing as well, starting from an early age where you can start off delaying that gratification and, yeah, putting off yeah for as long as possible kind of spending that you you don't necessarily need today you can put that off until tomorrow or the next day so that's super so we're on was it tip four are we on now Will? yeah tip four that's the point you just made was really powerful and i'll come back to that for probably tip number five Uh, okay yeah tip number four is um just to make sure your kids know how much money they have uh, yeah, I think this is a really important piece. Uh, so just regularly, whether it doesn't have to be every week, but maybe every month, just get them to add up how much they've got in their piggy bank, show them how much they've got in any savings accounts or investment accounts, but just get them in their minds understanding how much money do they have. So, And the more regular, the better, because then they can just see the sort of pattern of how much they have is going up, is it going down. And it just allows them to start asking questions. All right, why has it gone up? Why is it always zero uh, if they're spending it all? And coming back to the point around um, the pocket money uh, that we just talked about, it just gives them that, uh, and oh, sorry, about the sort of cashless society and people overspending. Yeah. One of the pieces, they just don't know how much money they've got. <laughs> it's, yeah. And it's so easy, and it's, especially as now it's all very digital. You can put so much on your credit card and come to the end of the month, you're like, I can't believe I just spent that much money. Where did it all go? (laughs) Um, Whereas if you know how much you've got and you can kind of see that pattern, you can start doing the mental budgeting. And over time, you can say, okay, I don't want my money to be going down. I want to be going up. And because you're looking at more regularly, um, you can start to form those kind of calculations, even though it's very, very basic from an early age and trying to get a bit more control of your money and there's that famous sort of quote what gets monitored gets managed yeah peter Drucker. Um, i'm a big uh, fan of peter Drucker. yeah and it's it's not i want kids to start doing big budgets and all that it's just about okay just all you need to know is just broadly how much money you do have um and i kind of encourage like every week my kids i sort of before i give them any pocket money i just say right 
how much money do you think you have? <laughs> yeah. They give me an answer, and then we can talk about it, what they actually do have. Um, and just from a young age, just always being in control of that number, um, I think is a very important tip. for. And it's not just about money in the piggy bank. It should be all of their money they've got. So whether it's in savings, ISAs, investing, just so they, they know the whole spectrum. Yeah. Um, I'm a big I'm a big fan. One of my kind of quotes or sort of strap lines is, is, is save and tell. So if you're a parent, yeah. um, don't have savings hidden away from your child and say, I'm going to give them, give them savings when they're, when they're 18. I'll surprise them on their 18th birthday. Yeah. It's if kids can kind of see that those savings kind of growing over time, even if they're not allowed to spend it because it's been yeah. earmarked for when they're older, just allowing them to see that savings growing over time and seeing, taking some ownership of that money as well. Uh, it's going to just have more benefits than, sort of going here's lots of money on your 18th birthday surprise yeah yeah i mean imagine yeah if you get kind of given a big sum of money it's like winning the lottery and you kind of see the habits of lottery winners that they kind of end up spending it all now that's super interesting about um letting them know how much they've got i've, I've got an eight-year-old son myself and i do give him pocket money i do try and encourage him to save and ask him about how to how he spends money it's quite an interesting one with especially with lockdown there's been less for him to be out and about and spending so his saving has been improved recently so yeah I was talking to him this weekend about what you're going to do with that money I do I was kind of say not trying to encourage him too much but I was he he loves um there's a number of kind of video games he played we actually looked at different companies you could buy if you can buy these video companies and say actually you can own part of that company i i also looked at your blog and i liked your example with mcdonald's and lego and apple where you say you can actually of that company that's quite um i like the i'm a very visual person i like i can imagine that would be quite good for kids can actually imagine them owning part of that yeah part of that company and um yeah that's what are your thoughts on that yeah no so i think that's number five uh, oh, okay i didn't know that so i didn't mean to jump it's, in it's is to really think about investing and how they can have that money growing so as i say if they can save 10 percent of all their, their their money they receive the next piece for to parents is to really say right how can we make that money grow over time yeah. and on the point about visuals so when I'm talking to my kids and I encourage other parents as part of my blogs is to say, right, think of money as a seed um, yeah. and you've got a choice. What do you want to do with that seed? You can either uh, give it away, i.e. spend it, yeah. or you can plant it. And it's, what do you plant it in? So yeah. I use my kids, uh, you can either plant a flower and that's like yeah. saving up for a toy. So, cause you know, it's going to grow over time, but flowers don't last very long <laughs> so yeah. you're going to get a nice flower at the end of it so that could be a toy but then that money's gone the other one is you can uh plant the money into to what i call bushes which is like into a bank account so it's going to yeah. grow slowly and it'll be, you know it's not going to grow too big but it's going to yeah. grow and it's there but it's there for the long term but then the last one is what I, why i call it blue trees and, and i'm not the only person to use investing in trees together but yeah, yeah plant plant a seed that can then grow into a tree and that's very much about investing that money and i think it's just very very powerful visualization i know the richest man in babylon uses the yeah. tree analogy i know you have uh, 
uh, Robert yeah. Gardner in Save the Acorns book, which is a great book for for kids. He's also got a game. Uh, I played. He's he's given me. He's given me. Um, I met up with him for a coffee, and yeah, he gave me his game. His card game. Fun enough, his Save yeah. the Acorns card game. I played that with my son. Um, and his yeah. book as well. It's very it's, it's good. Yeah. So just having that visualization on uh, for my kids to see that they they growing this this forest and so I, that's one of the main reasons i call my company blue tree is that i show my kids their their blue trees over time growing as we invest their money for them every every month and they can just see and every time that they save a little bit of money they can know that they're planting a, a blue tree growing um and i as as you kind of mentioned i've been teaching my kids about the stock market um using um companies such as examples like mcdonald's yeah. uh, apple just so that they they get that sense of ownership yeah and that's the key yeah. thing. it's just i think that's the biggest switch in my mind was when i go into a shop and i see people buying if i'm a customer i'm just giving money to that company but if i buy the stock i own that company yeah for every time someone goes in there or if i'm just in that shop and seeing people buying all the goods some of that money is mine, even though it's a very, very small percentage. Um, yeah. It gives you that kind of good feeling. And so that's why I wanted to give to my kids. So I talked to them and I used McDonald's and I said, when we go into McDonald's and you see all those people buying their burgers, actually some of that money is going to go to us and it's yeah. going to grow because uh, we gave McDonald's some of our money so that they can open new restaurants or they created new burgers and therefore yeah. they can use that money to, to make more money. And the more money McDonald's makes, the more money, uh, bigger our money grows, and the bigger our blue trees are going to be growing over time. So my kids, even though they're like my eldest is seven, she really gets that kind of concept and, and likes the uh, concept. She won't be able to explain everything about the stock market, but she knows that that yeah. core principle of how and why her money is growing because we're we're investing it. Um, and it's something I'm very passionate about. It's a lot of my background is is in investing, but it's trying to uh, help parents to help them to get comfortable with investing because it's such a scary topic for for people who don't know. And like a lot of what you've been talking about in your book and uh, your podcast is to try and make investing not as scary um, and trying to keep it very simple yeah. in terms of how you invest, but also that kind of mindset of actually. Investing isn't very complex. Yeah. <laughs> if people make it seem complex. People make it seem uh, scary. But exactly. over the long term, it can be, if you just take a very long-term view, invest in a low-cost, diverse way. Um, it, it's very very simple and a little bit boring, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes a bit of a glamour. But if kids can Warren learn Buffett that. Yeah. Simple, yeah. not easy. That's the thing. We Any quotes or anything? Or if any kind of get in touch with you or contact you explain maybe a bit more about that and how they can contact you yeah so the best place is um so i've got a website which is uh, bluetreeblog.com um, and i publish a blog at least once a week um with a sole aim of helping uh, parents teach their kids about money so it covers uh different topics ranging from the stock market to savings and habits uh, to even credit cards, uh, even teaching yeah, kids about uh, debt and tax, all these different subjects. And the prerogative is to help, A, make sure the parents understand the topic, but then also help them form ways to, to, 
teach their kids these topics in an engaging way using visuals like blue trees growing or or little stories um, and think recommendations in terms of books so yeah bluetreeblog.com and it's got all my details on the website uh, so hopefully some of the people listening to this will, will go and check out that website and hopefully uh, read a few of those blogs and, and, and help teach their kids about money Oh, thank you so much, Will. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for joining us to the listeners at home. So this is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. So thank you to everyone who's given us five-star reviews on the podcast. Please continue doing that. Please like and please tell one person about this podcast. And also one more uh, favour, please subscribe. I haven't been asking you to subscribe, but yeah, please subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. And yeah, thanks so much for joining us. And Money! Mindset. I think that sounds alright.